Coming at you live from Master Closet Studios. Finally. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the only podcast on the internet who's already recorded this episode two times, or at least it feels that way. Hey, it's the Noobs and the Hoobie, and my name's Austin, I'm the Hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And And we're the the Noobs. noobs. And joining us from the St. Louis Annex offices of Master Closet Studios is our classic Hoobian. I'm Jared! Exclamation point! (laughs) There's a t-shirt waiting to be happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> waiting to be happening? Is Wait, that what I'm saying? Waiting to be happening. It's waiting to be happening. Hey, this is the podcast that's introducing a whole new waiting to be happening. <laughs> There's your t-shirt. And this is the podcast that's introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each and every single week, except for when we don't, because this week we won't. I just totally trained well, right okay. <laughs> Y'all don't get to do your part this week. How about that? Hey, okay. welcome to episode number 192, covering Timey Wimey number 19, Groundhog Day. This is the one where <laughs> This is the one where Christmas do-over, but good. Then this is the one where Christmas do-over, but good. This is the one where it feels like we've done this before. This is the one where Christmas do-over, but good. Was it, I feel like I was supposed to be singing that or something. Singing. Like to the two jingle bells or something? Like Jingle bells? I don't know. What? Hey, uh, who's responsible for this? Uh, director of our movie this week uh, was Harold Ramis. You might know him better as Egon Spangler. Oh, no. Nope. Because, uh, uh, okay. The half of Ghostbusters that you yes. guys saw. Hey, by the way, um, uh, Corbin and Trip are are desperate to watch the original Ghostbusters so that we can watch the new one, and oh. so we rented it on like Amazon Prime. I don't, I don't and, know why I was included in that sentence because what y'all just kind of dropped Ghostbusters on me. Like we're you were the this one now. pushing for. It. Okay, maybe it was Trip. I don't know. Anyways, so um, we rented it, and then Mom and I went out for a date or something, and I. I still Corbin Tripp and I couldn't remember what happened the other day, but you guys watched half of it and then never saw the rest of it. No. And I don't remember why you only watched half of it, but so they've seen half of the original Ghostbusters one. So at some point we got to finish that up and then watch part two, but uh, Bill Murray and Harold Ramis were both in that movie. Um, I can't remember. Did Harold Ramis direct Ghostbusters? Did he write Ghostbusters? I think he maybe co-wrote it or something. Anyways, um, he was Egon Spangler, the guy with the glasses, the uh, the nerdier guy. Um, he also directed Caddyshack, National Lampoon's Vacation, Multiplicity, and four episodes of The Office. Wow. By the way, among a lot of other stuff. Uh, but I had no idea. So Caddyshack, if you guys don't know, um, was another movie that had Bill Murray in it. Um, he was kind of a minor character. Um, which I think came out the year before Ghostbusters, maybe. Um, National Lampoon's Vacation, uh, you know, kicked off an entire decades-long franchise. Um, Multiplicity starred. Uh, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Did I write down her name? Oh no! I didn't. Oh no! The main, <laughs> the main actress in this movie, Joe. Her name is. I should know this. Why don't you know this? I don't. Um, I don't know. Oh, we're um, back on Groundhog Andy McDowell. Day? Andy McDowell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, Andy McDowell plays uh, uh, the one of the main characters in Multiplicity. So um, she stars opposite um, Michael Keaton. 
Um, that's a great movie. We ought, to, we ought to check that one out sometime. But anyways, um, so so again, you know, working with uh, Harold Ramis, and then it just, like I said, he he did four episodes of The Office, and if I remember correctly, The Office Ladies on on The Office Ladies podcast um, gushed over having him there because he's a, he's like a comedic genius and he's also a really good director. So, um, speaking of the screen story credit goes to Harold Ramis and Danny Rubin. The original story idea was Danny Rubin's and he said that Christmas every day was his inspiration. So again, we're talking about this story. (laughs) Yes. Which is in fact, not a time loop as we mentioned. Oh yeah. It was Um, not. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. Um, Yeah. Christmas just happened every day. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It was, it was Christmas every day for a, for a full year, but it wasn't actually rewinding time every day. And two, the two movies that we've covered based off of that story or taking that story as inspiration were actual time loops. So, yeah. Anywho, so. Um, according to, so not only was, you know, Christmas every day was sort of like the jumping off point, but according to Harold Ramis, uh, the five stages of death and dying were the template for this movie. So denial, oh. bargaining, you know, uh, acceptance, what I, I can't remember what all the, the, the stages of death and dying are. Um, but those five stages are templated that became like the framework for the movie. So you can actually see that happening, right? Where the first couple of days he's like, what's going on? This is crazy. He's in denial, right? Yeah. Corbin, do you have him pulled up? Uh, yeah. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. There you go. Um, I, I started to, go down this road with Christmas do over, but I don't think they did it nearly as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, not, not nearly as well. But you did create your own list of the like 17 stages of a time. I, yeah, yeah, movie. yeah. 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 <laughs> Something similar. Um, and, and to me that was like the stages of being stuck in a time loop. Yeah. You know, so at any rate, uh, so where do I know that guy from? Um, I wrote down Larry uh, he was the camera guy and then forgot to look him up at all. Wow. Nice. I can't remember the actor's name, but there was a Chris TV Elliott. show that he, Chris Elliott. Nice. Okay. Do you remember the show that he did in the nineties? That that's the thing that I remember him from. Oh, um, he, d- he did a show where he was the main character and like, imagine if this camera guy got a show like that's <laughs> That's basically what it was. And, um, I remember, Loving it as a kid or maybe early teen or something. And then watching an episode again, like years later, rediscovering it somewhere, probably on like early days on Netflix or something and going, oh, this is hot garbage. Yeah. Why did I watch this? (laughs) I'm watching this, but um, it's kind of, it's kind of, of the, the like embarrassment cringe genre of comedy kind of like where the office started, but, but it kind of got away from that a little bit. Um, kind of Zoolander meet the parents kind of, was it the naked truth? The naked truth, a a TV show. Yeah. That one's not ringing a bell, but it could uh, be get a life. That's the one. Get a life. That was the one. Yeah. He's like living in the basement of his parents' house or something. (laughs) um, He's just a loser. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> um, Corbin pointed this one out. So the two guys that are doing the shtick on the on the clock radio every morning, 
we paused it at one point and you know how uh, on, on Amazon, you have the Amazon X-ray, which usually is just IMDB, but live, you know, like on the screen for you and everything. And uh, so if you pause, this stuff appears at the bottom, you can click on it, you can read more, et cetera, et cetera. And it showed uh, the character's name was DJ. He's one of the two DJs on the radio. He's credited as Richard Hensel and his, what appeared to be his IMDB profile picture was the alarm clock. (laughs) (laughs) So like normally you'll get, so like Bill Murray, you know, it's like whatever headshot of Bill Murray and he looks nothing like he does in this movie because it's more of a recent headshot. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you'll get like, you know, some random side character and they don't even have a profile picture. It's like generic avatar. And then sometimes you'll get a picture of them in the movie you're watching. And it's like, Oh wow. That's the only thing that they they did or whatever. (laughs) This guy, it was literally a picture of the alarm clock reading six o'clock or whatever. Which How sad is that? Cause not only is this the only thing he's ever done, but they didn't even have his face they to use They didn't even have his it. face no. to use Now, I did go to the actual IMDb listing, and that was not his oh, his actual profile picture. So now I'm like, wait, what? Like, how did that happen? Um, so I, what I didn't do was scroll down in the, in the depths of the credits for this movie and see <laughs> if they had... Because sometimes the movies will show instead of a head, the current headshot from their profile, it will actually show a picture of the character in the movie. Mm. And uh, I, I didn't check to see if that was in there, and maybe that's where X-ray pulled it from. Because otherwise, I don't know where Amazon X-ray. <laughs> yeah, pulled it from. I have no idea. <laughs> um, so, okay. Speaking of random shows I watched when I was a kid, the man in the hallway that yeah. uh, that Phil calls pork chop. Yeah, one of my favorite. <laughs> one of my favorites. Probably. Yeah, he's he's a great character <laughs> in this movie. I love that guy. <laughs> that guy goes through an emotional roller coaster. Oh yeah. my like, gosh! Yes, he, oh, only he doesn't know. Uh, he's played by Ken Hudson Campbell. I went to look him up because I remember him from a very specific thing. But then, of course, I went, oh, wait, he's in all he's these in other things. Everything. Too. So he played Max in Armageddon. I completely forgot that. The uh, speaking uh, uh, the, the the great Bruce Willis asteroid destroying the world movie. Um, yeah. So he was one of the oil rig guys who goes to destroy the asteroid and save the world. Um, oh, he was Santa. In Home Alone, what? Do you remember in Home Alone when he goes to to try and talk oh to Santa, and Santa is like smoking, smoking a cigarette. cigarette. Yeah, yeah. He's and like, he's like, "I know the real. You, right, I know yeah, you're yeah, not, the, know real you're not the real Santa, but I know you know him. You know." Yeah. And then he has the little conversation, and then he's like, uh, "I'm not sending you out of here. I'm a lot of candy canes, but I gotta send you out of here with something." And so he gives him some tic tacs. Yep. That was this guy. Oh my god! Which gosh. made my day. I never That's made hilarious. that connection before. Okay. But where I know him. Oh, go ahead. Well, I can't count the number of times that I've seen this movie, but we're watching it and Stu yells out. And it's the first time I've never made that connection. Stu yells out, that's Santa from Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, he's watched funny. it with us before, but he for whatever reason, up. we just finally connected it. Which is hilarious because you never really see that guy's face. Oh, yeah. I know. He's covered I mean, in yeah. Santa kind- Make it yeah. out like, even with the beard man. down below his chin, he still got the white locks all yeah. around him and everything. But you say, yeah, you kind of put that together. It's like, yeah, that, that's yeah, it. Somebody points it up, but he picked it up, huh? That's huh. hilarious. Yep. Um, now, where I know him from, he played in a show called Herman's Head. Jared, did you know this show? Nope. 
can't say okay. that I do. <laughs> it ran from 1991 to 1994, which means I would have been watching it from age 10, which is okay. too early. Just to be honest, okay. <laughs> but this is why this is what happens when you put a television in a ten-year-old's room and you don't closely monitor his bedtime. This is what happens. Okay, so this, this explains a lot, Austin. There was a, a show. I think it was on Fox called Herman's Head, and the idea was, you know, what it was. It was Inside Out but it was a 90s sitcom. So the main character is this guy named Herman. And then the other main characters are the four, I think it's four people like in his head. And there's like lust, intelligence. (laughs) It's not necessarily emotions. It's more like personality components. Uh Four attributes of people. (laughs) Yeah. So this guy was played lust this guy ken hudson campbell played lust uh backwards ball cap t-shirt and jeans kind of guy there was intelligence was like looked like your accountant accountant um sensitivity was played by a woman because it was oh my um and then there was like i don't know fear i think was the was the fourth i don't think there was a fifth one i think it was just those four the four components of every human Uh, yeah that's all there is is intelligence sensitivity fear and lust that's it yeah. and i may i may even be getting those wrong because i had to look at because i couldn't remember who he played i was just like i know he was the i remembered his character i couldn't remember what they called him um and uh and and, and oddly enough each one of them had like a theme color so he was always wearing red Obviously. and then fear was always wearing green or i don't know um and so at any rate he yeah that was a. Uh, I, I don't know if that show holds holds up at all Probably because not. I haven't seen the hair sense. of that. But the funny thing, what I thought was interesting was that show ran from 91 to 94. This movie came out in 93, which means oh. he was in that show, working on that show hmm. when he filmed this, you know, what was probably one day of shooting for him because right. they just had to keep shooting that same scene yeah. um, over and over again with maybe a costume change on Bill Murray's part um, for like when he comes out in his pajamas instead and electrocutes himself or whatever. Oh, yeah. um, then <laughs> perhaps by far, it really did. It really <laughs> yeah, did. I mean, yeah. Um, then I think by far my favorite character in this movie, favorite character one of, of all my time. Huh? Yes. Favorite character of all time. One of oh, my yeah. favorite rando characters of all time, Ned, <laughs> Ned. Ryerson, oh, um, played by the great <laughs> Bing <laughs> again, um, played by the great Stephen Tobolowsky. Um, he did. Um, <laughs> I, this is one of these ones where I just had to. I have to tell you this because if I have to know this, oh you God. should know you as well. <laughs> He did a single episode on the West Wing playing Dr. Max Milkman. (laughs) (laughs) Which sounds like a character on The Simpsons. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Dr. Max Milkman. And I can't, I can't, um, I've seen the West Wing. I can't. (laughs) I I can't. I can't. The man has 279 acting credits beginning in 1977 and going, and he's still doing things now. How old is he? For the life of me, you guys kept saying, what have I seen him in? And I, I, 
I remember something that we as a family, or at least like the three of us and mom watched where he was like a therapist or a counselor or something, Mm. one-off episode of a TV show or a bit part in a movie or something. And that's this guy. He's always just, you know, he's a character actor and he's always great. But Ned Ryerson. Oh my God. Is you can, you can walk up, you could go to downtown Dallas today and walk up to a random person on the street and say, Ned Ryerson? And they would get the bit. Oh, they would yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think you're a weirdo, but, but they would at least understand what you're doing. Go, go test it out right now. Yeah. The Pennsylvania polka, which is the polka song playing in, in Gobbler's Knob every time he walks in. Strike up the music. That thing. That is apparently called the Pennsylvania polka. And it is written and originally recorded by Frank Yankovic, which if oh. you know Weird Al Yankovic, yeah, has nothing to do with him. has nothing. Weird Al was known for doing polka. Like this guy telling me there are I, two Yankovics out there that can play polka <laughs> on the accordion. He yeah. was an accordionist. Well, he's listed as. He's listed on like Wikipedia or IMDb or whatever, and it says it says no relation to fellow polka accordionist Weird Al Yankovic. That is a Wikipedia hoax. This is his grandfather. It's his uncle. No, it's his dad. No, they are unrelated. Which is my favorite fun fact I've learned. How it's and a lot of Buster. Was um, so Buster, you would know as the guy who talks to the groundhog. He's the he's the guy that is has the speaking part when they're chasing him with the groundhog. Okay, Mm -hmm. that was played by Brian Doyle Murray, Bill's older brother, who is a character actor uh, of some renown in in his own right. I don't think he ever. I don't think he ever went and did anything like major, major, you know, like Mm -hmm. leading role type stuff. Um, whereas I said, Ned Ryerson, uh, Stephen Tobolowsky had 279 acting credits. Brian Doyle Murray has like 150. I mean, it, oh. like he's done a lot of work. Um, the big one that I picked out was he was Noah Vanderhoff in Wayne's world. He's the guy that okay. I, I know y'all haven't ever seen Wayne's world. Um, he gets <laughs> interviewed and he, he owns, um, Noah's arcade. <laughs> you get it. Um, he gets interviewed on the show because he's a sponsor and they take, they take the uh, opportunity to just mercilessly make fun of this guy. And he's completely oblivious. Um, So um, Harold Ramis made a cameo in the movie. He's the doctor that, uh, that, they took Phil to oh, when the guy's yeah. like, you know, uh, looking at his x-rays and, and all this kind of stuff. That was Harold Ramis. So again, that's, that's a uh, Spangler or Vankman, Vankman, Spangler. Anyways. Spangler. Um, yeah. The thing that we didn't mention is that Bill Murray is also <laughs> from Ghostbusters played uh, um, Vankman. Right. Um, Fred. Oh, this one was weird. I didn't understand as I was reading through the miscellaneous trivia. I found a random thing. Fred, who was the the young WrestleMania couple. Do y'all remember who I'm talking about? The young people oh, that yeah. were thinking about. They were getting married, but she was having second thoughts. And then later on, 
he says, oh, yeah. I got y'all something. And he goes, WrestleMania? No way. <laughs> that guy is played by Michael Shannon. The IMDb miscellaneous trivia said the first on-screen role for Michael Shannon. And I thought, well, that's wonderful. What is that? Yeah, like, why do I need to know this? Michael Shannon went on later to play General Zod in Man of Steel. Really? Wow. That guy. Yeah, I feel like I've heard that. WrestleMania? No way. Played Zod. (laughs) There's no way. And by the way, the much darker Zod. What a left turn. That Jared and I grew up with. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He was a comically, you know, mustache twirling villain in the 80s who turned into like a genocidal maniac in the Man of Steel movie. Um, which to be fair is probably closer to the comics, but well, wow. but still. So, hey guys, that was a whole lot of, <laughs> of yeah. where do I know that guy from? Because this yeah. is one of those movies where when you first watch it, it's a fun movie, and then when you go back and watch it, you know, twenty years later, or as we're doing right now, nigh on thirty years later, you go, oh my gosh! It's like going back and watching. Um, oh crap, trip! What's the movie that's it's based on the book? You watched it in school, and it's the. The, uh, the the two the gangs la- and the, oh. the, there's a fire and the beam falls uh, on the guy and breaks his back. Wait, uh, the beam? The outsiders? What? The outsiders. Yes. That book y'all wouldn't oh. stop talking about for like a month. You watch the outsiders now. Yeah. And you go, every actor I've ever heard of yes, is in this is movie. In that movie. Yeah. It's and like none the of them were known like at that time. Tom Cruise and Ralph Macchio yeah. and uh the guy from Dirty it's Dancing like, whose name How did they get all these guys? Oh, they were they nobody. nobody. Like Ralph Macchio was like twelve or something when he was in <laughs> yeah. that movie. Um River Phoenix, I think, was in that back in the day. Anywho, this, so this movie is kind of like that, where every time you turn around, you're like, like wait what? a minute. I know that that's guy. that you know who that is? That's <laughs> like, Santa. Um, um, I had a section in here of just quotables because I quote this movie endlessly. And what's really funny is the first time we sat down to watch this, this was the second time we watched it, right? Uh, Third. Third? Okay. Okay. I remember the first time we sat down to watch this, every 10 minutes. Oh, is that why you say that? Oh, that's why I said (laughs) Yes. Every scene, there was something I was like, I've heard you say that. Yeah, yeah. So one of them that I don't say as much in my adult life as I did when I was a teenager because it was a, it was more of a family thing was Ned Ryerson. We would just say that to oh, each other for really? just like oh, no really? reason. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Um, I'm not going to live by their rules anymore is one of my favorite <laughs> moments where he's just – he's losing it. Um, oh, that's yeah. when he goes on the, on the train on the tracks, tracks. the car. Um, Unlike the oh, third yeah. crew. Don't drive on the railroad tracks. Uh, Phil, yeah. I kind of agree with that one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I quote a lot. <laughs> and here comes, here comes one that I didn't even realize I got from this movie. I'm betting he swears first. <laughs> I say that incessantly. I say that all the, in any situation where there's anything remotely like a showdown happening, I will say that. And I had no idea I got that from this movie. I feel like I've said that before. You probably said it because you've heard it being said since you were in the womb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just saying. Um, one that, again, I don't say as much as I used to, but uh, morons, your bus is leaving. That's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> when have you ever yeah. said that? I, like I said, not as much as I, I hope as you I ever had a time to say that. Yeah. And then don't drive angry. Again, I didn't even know I got that from this movie. Why would you? Do not drive angry. Don't get the, the situation. <laughs> 
don't it comes drive up angry. In life, son. What? It comes up in How, life. When would you say I've lived so much more life than you have? You just That's have no idea. Yeah, there's, you're there's, just like eight thousand years old. Right yeah. Now. Right. So, so I think I mean a lot of those quotes came, are, are coming from you know. Uh, Ben, he's going to swerve first. Uh, well, don't drive angry. That's a different scene. But I'm not going to live by their rules anymore. Um, I quote a lot of those from that scene, too, where he's, yeah. you know, it, it, like if, <laughs> if uh, someone's driving and they swerve or something, you know, not, not obviously. <laughs> don't they drive angry. Something. But, uh, hey, Phil, if, if we wanted to hit mailboxes, we could let Ralph drive. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Do you want to throw up in the, on the sidewalk or in the car? Yes. I think the, both, both, I think. <laughs> And, and uh, too soon for flapjacks? Yeah. Oh, oh my oh, gosh. That's apparently um, the IMDb had conflicting reports there, but apparently that's based off of a rumored real life incident that happened with some famous actor. He would oh, have been a hundred years old when this movie came out. Oh, but apparently, yeah. like he did that. He went on some drunken, you know, drive through town and crashed into a mailbox. And when the when the police came up, he acted like he was placing an order or whatever. Oh, that's um, funny. But that's maybe apocryphal, so I didn't even bother putting it in the notes. However, apparently Don't Drive Angry uh, was an ad lib. And what happened was um, <laughs> the groundhog was getting – I don't know if you notice in in the progression of that scene, the groundhog is actually getting agitated. Oh, yes. And like for real – the groundhog was getting agitated and was starting to like kind of misbehave. And so when he says, don't drive angry, you'll notice the groundhog is sort of like whipping back and forth on the steering wheel. It's because he actually was, he wasn't supposed to be doing that. Oh, (laughs) And so he said that in the moment and they decided to keep it in. And apparently shortly after that, the groundhog bit him. Oh, (laughs) and it bit him so hard. They had to stop filming. He had to go to the hospital. Wow. Because this thing like chomped down into his hand. So, oh my um, god! So now that that line means uh, so much more, so much more. Enjoy your rabies shot, jeez. Uh, yeah, um, right. Uh, miscellaneous trivia: According to Keely, now this was Keely literally googling this on her phone at the beginning of the movie because uh, we were, I think, we were explaining to y'all, or maybe it was Brayden, that this is a thing. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Poxitoni Phil. This whole thing is a thing. This is not just for the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Keely looked it up. And apparently in the last decade, now I cannot believe that we don't have full records going back, you know, the entire 120 year history of this or, or yeah, right. has been going on. But for the last 10 years, he's only been right 40% of the time. Which is so, hilarious. So apparently if you flip a coin on Groundhog's Day, you're more likely to be right yeah. than the, the actual Groundhog. Well, shouldn't, shouldn't they just switch it? I was going to say, so that, if you just take the opposite, <laughs> then you're right 60% of the time. Hey, so, I, yeah. I, you Which know, for really good year, I legitimately weather. can't remember how the, how the legend is supposed to work. If he sees his shadow, is it what four he more? goes back in and that means yes. it's yes. six He's more weeks scared of, of his shadow or whatever. Yeah. Huh? I said, isn't he immortal? I feel like that's a thing what? they've been keeping up that it's like the same groundhog. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It actually, I think it, I think it died this year. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I saw articles. Did Philly die? Did pee and it auto filled? Did fill the groundhog die? Oh wow. Oh, uh, I'm trying to. Find I'm sure. I'm sure we're on at least groundhog number six. By it died days. only a few days before groundhog. Oh no. Oh, like we're. It's obviously died several yeah. times, but yeah. Well, yeah. I, I did see something. I didn't. I didn't want to go too far down the rabbit trail or the groundhog hole or whatever. But apparently, in Punxsutawney. There was some, like in the 1800s, some tradition developed. Did you read about this, Corbin? 
uh, better fill in the gaps for me. Well, no, I was just going to say Phil didn't die, but oh, Milltown okay. Mel. Oh did. yeah, th- yeah. That's the other thing is because of this movie, I only know Punxsutawney Phil. But apparently, there are Groundhog celebrations like this, like just all over the country, which and I, everybody has their know. own that they're trying to make a thing. So then, then they all disagree, right? <laughs> I, have, I have no idea because it's oh, all yeah. just. It's all just, it's Santa. It's just. Those yeah. suits they're wearing are not made up. That is the actual yes. outfits those you people the, wear. The, really? The, the top hat, the guys in the top mm-hmm. hats yeah. in the movie. They that is real. real. That's what they They're a secret and society the, that protects Phil and speaks <laughs> groundhog. Groundhog. And it is not That's a, a joke. a real thing. Yes. Okay. That was that not was a joke made, made, up. made by the movie. Well, I mean, it's, okay. It's a real thing that they As, say all yeah. that and do all that. Yes. Um, not that groundhoggies unless <laughs> do they do they <laughs> like roll the thing and then goes deeper than we realize and they have like some version of pig Latin that's groundhog <laughs> groundhoggies. <laughs> um, so it, apparently, yes, yeah, some some tradition developed where guys would go like hunt down groundhogs, uh, like right before winter was ending or I don't know. Like there was this whole thing, and then it kind of like spun into what it is today or something, and it's. It's so funny, you know, because Groundhog Day has been a thing my entire life. Like Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, like when the movie came out, it was just doing the thing that we've talked about my whole life. But, you know, you think back a hundred years ago, nobody's ever heard of this thing. Yeah. And it just always fascinates me the way um, stuff like this pops up. Um, So apparently there was a, we're still in miscellaneous trivia, by the way. Apparently there was a scene where Phil destroyed his room ripped up pillows, slashed his, uh, his blankets, broke some stuff, shaved his head. And then a close up shot of his face pulls back to reveal that everything is back to normal. And his hair has grown back because it tripped over to 6am, but they couldn't get the special effects to work. Right. So that's why we have the scene where he snaps the pencil and leaves part of it on top of the clock and part of it on the table. Yeah, I really didn't that's what that. they went for instead. That is funny. They filmed this scene yeah, of no. Bill Murray trashing the place. No, they go to all just, trouble. Yes, I oh, yeah. couldn't just couldn't get the special effect, the the the, the crossfade. They couldn't get it to look right. That's like Aww. really, that's, that's too sad. subtle. I think because you can tell he's What's doing something. Him snapping the pencil. Like I wasn't picking up. Oh, that's him testing if yeah. it's actually repeating or something oh, like really? that. Like it's really? just I too did, small of a thing that, for yeah. us to notice. Oh, okay. See, it's so weird because like I can hardly remember anything about the first time I saw this movie. So I don't know if I picked up on that the first time. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, like Jared's going really like what? And I'm thinking yeah. the same thing. Except, yeah. well, I've seen it how many times? How many dozens of times? Um. Okay. I have always wondered about this and when i was when i was younger this bothered me but eventually it got to a point where i was like nah who cares why is this happening oh yeah why is this happening to phil early versions of the script said that an ex-girlfriend of phil's put a curse on him that caused the time loop so how did how would you figure that out huh how would you figure that out in the movie i think early drafts of the script you see, you see that happen before the time loop starts. Uh, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. but I, if my understanding is right, this all happens without Phil's knowledge. It's not right. like she comes up to him and puts a curse on him. <laughs> we have a scene of her doing the curse, and he's oblivious to it. Yeah. So he still has 
the denial and you know and all that. I know that yeah, it's I, he's in a time loop, but I think if they had an ex girlfriend doing actual magic to cause it, that would kind of break the illusion of it a little bit. Yeah. Well, and, and actually, what they decided was it was more magical to leave it unexplained. Yeah. Right. And so they they decided so. to go with that, which I like originally. I'm like, what? Like I kept waiting for the the peel back moment where like the clouds parted and God came down or, yeah. or whatever um, yeah, to, I, to reveal why. But because it that never happens, you just you just have to realize, oh, he learned whatever yeah, he yeah. was supposed to learn. It's like a it feels like a spiritual intervention or something. I feel yes. like yeah. It feels like there was an agency Had the behind the witch. Yeah. And I do like that it wasn't explained because it. it just leaves you up to think like Yeah. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'll 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 loop back to that idea in just a minute because uh, there's something else. Said the thing. As yeah. the- <laughs> I said the thing. I said the thing. That's so great. You said the magic word. Well that's and, right. And this way I don't know, and not that I've thought uh, all that deeply about this, but in this way, by not having it a specific curse, having it specifically about Phil, this is just Phil's story. It kind of leaves it that, like, you know, you kind of think, all right, maybe every jerk goes through this at some point in life. Maybe the universe does that to every jerk. Okay, so check this out. I had to do it. This is the perfect segue into my next note. The first version of the story, again, uh, Danny Rubin or whatever the guy's name was, the first version of the story had Phil wake up on February 3rd at the end of the movie. He wakes up. It's February 3rd. It finally happened mm-hmm. only to have Rita Rita frantically explaining to him that she's been reliving February 3rd over. And oh over my God. Oh, no. That would have been an awesome. That would have been in. awesome. <laughs> I think they should have done that. So yeah. And, and again, I, I don't know why it got cut, but the more I thought about that, the more I'm like, it oh. broke my brain. Because okay, so so what you have to imagine is, remember when they when he came out of the time loop, she didn't know he had been in one. Yeah. One day she knew, and then that was it. That on the final yeah. day she didn't know. He didn't tell her because he he had stopped caring. He was just gonna he was just gonna live and do good for the sake of doing good. Right? Yeah. He lives ostensibly the perfect day and then she wakes up the next day and for her she has that day wakes up and then she gets stuck in a loop but what i love is the way it was written phil would wake up and and, and, and in our experience through. of it we've seen him go through this Time and time and time and time and time again, and then the first time in our in our perception, the first time he breaks out of it, she's now a thousand loops yeah, down yeah. The, down the road. Because <laughs> for us, we're you know because f- that would be his experience yeah. for him. The first time yeah. he wakes up on February third is the first time she woke up on February third, and it would be like, right. oh, what a f- wonderful day, and blah blah blah, and mm-hmm. let's go about our lives. And then the second time through, she'd be like, wait didn't we already do this before? And he would be like, that's weird. And then, you know, like a dozen times down the road, she's going, okay, I know this is going to sound crazy, but, and he's like, I, the same I thing totally happened. understand what you're saying. Yeah. Cause I just did that. <laughs> I just did that yesterday. And she's like, what? I, I want to see this. I want to see this trilogy of movies. No, okay, I was going to say, I was going to say, I think that would have ruined I would have liked that ending. 
But then they would have made a sequel. But then they would have made a sequel. And they yeah. would have trashed this movie in that sequel. So I'm glad it didn't they, end like they that. They couldn't yeah. have made a good sequel. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just I, No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think they could, but it, they would they wouldn't have. have. I think, yeah. like, I think it. I think you could, could do it. it I think this is they good. already it's touched. Hard. They really already hard. touched on like almost every aspect yeah. of this you, that you could. You in would this just movie be alone. replaying the movie. Hmm. Yeah, they That's would have weird. to try and do something. Imagine him mentoring her <laughs> through just through the time. It wouldn't work though. And every just... so imagine, imagine every day she wakes up, she has to she has to look at him and go, okay. Uh, <laughs> It's day 1,762. And he's like, what? And she goes, yeah, yeah, we've already done this. You know how you had the time loop thing? Uh, you told me all about it. Yeah, here's all the things I'm in one, two. And they take, it just takes five minutes of her explaining and he's on board. And then, and then it becomes him like, okay, did you try this? Did you try this? <laughs> yeah, It's so kind of like saying Groundhog Day is memento in a way. The um, sequel to Groundhog Day, I mean. Oh, weird. Oh, okay. You just broke my brain in half. What? <laughs> Y'all haven't seen Memento. Yeah, we haven't seen that movie. Um, not, not family friendly, you by the way. Tenet was confusing. Uh, yeah. Memento, Memento is a movie that... So you know how Tenet has like the reverse thing? Yeah. Imagine, forget about the reverse happening in the middle. Imagine a movie that starts at the end and works its way to the beginning. That would yeah. be and so like awesome. It's a Christopher ten. Nolan movie. Yes, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's one of his first movies. Oh, we need. To I think watch we need that. to watch it to we like probably because it might be the only one we haven't seen. Yet. <laughs> probably, yeah. It's it it. I've seen it once and it hurt. It hurt <laughs> to watch, like in a good way. Do not believe his lies. Way. That's all I gotta say. Uh, uh, What's that? Do not believe his lies. That's all I gotta say. Do not believe his lies. So now we come to the big question. That the internet has been pondering for nigh on 30 years. <laughs> yes. Even before there was an internet, we, we were wondering. How long was Phil Connors stuck repeating February 2nd, 1993? Which, by the way, the movie premiered, guess when? February 12th, 1993. Oh, awesome. What? Oh my gosh. What? Come on, guys. What? 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 Come what on. Premiered on February 1st if you want to. But Yeah. Or no. the 2nd. But not any time after the 2nd. What? <laughs> Um, unless that was part of it. <laughs> what? <laughs> you come in on February 3rd the movie takes place yesterday. <laughs> so there are, let's say, at least two theories. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's certainly more than one theory. All right. Yeah. Um, there's lots of ways you can you can slice this up and, and look at it. And believe me, there are movie there are movies. There are <laughs> yeah, movies. there are movie length YouTube videos. IMDb says there are at least uh, there are no sorry. They say there are exactly thirty eight days or parts of days actually depicted in the film. I doubt that. Now the way the way they they come up with that is so um, the scene where he comes up to her at the bar, can I buy you a drink? And uh, mm. you know orders the wrong drink. And then he, and then it immediately starts over and like, you know, it's like the save point of a video game. Yeah. So each one of those tries, they count as a day or a part of a day. So if you, if you count it that way, it's 38 and, but that's just the ones we see, obviously. Yes. No, no, no. Depicted in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you guys agree with me? That feels way low. Oh yeah. There's no, no, there's no way. way More than 
Look, 38 days on the piano. He was losing his I, mind. I There's seen, no way it was 38 days. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. They're saying that there are 38 days depicted in the film. Oh, no. There's more than we, that We, as the audience, yeah. experience, experience. Oh, 38 okay. individual There's takes of the day. Oh. <clears throat> and that, to me, feels low. Yeah. But if you really sit down and do the math, I, and I've, I've seen, there are people who've, who've done this. This number seems to be accurate of, yeah. and again, if you, you know, when you have um, the days where he just wakes up and commits suicide, that's like six days right there that we see happen just, you know, right. real fast. Right. But then there are longer stretches where we're watching one day and it takes 20 minutes. So right. <clears throat> you add all those up, there's 38. So it's at least 38. We know it's more than that, but it's a, it can't be less than 38 days. Okay. Now, according to a website called Wolf Nards, <laughs> for all the Monster Squad fans out there. Well, that sounds um, professional. Uh, yeah. Very. Yeah. Um, according to them, Bill Murray spends eight years, eight months, and 16 days. That's a super precise calculation. Oh, oh because... Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't give the the breakdown, um, or at least I didn't write it down. The movie Truth, which I think is a YouTube channel, um, they calculated that he spent four thousand five hundred and seventy six days, which would be twelve years, six months, and eleven days stuck in the loop. While the website Obsessed with Film claims he was trapped twelve thousand four hundred and three days. Just under 34 years, I literally think it's like 33 years, 11 months, oh. and 28 days or something like that. It's like just what? shy <clears throat> in order to and, – and this is based off of every – each one of those numbers, each one of those theories is based off of uh, how long does it take to become that good at piano? How long does it take to become a master ice sculptor? How long does how it many take? people he did he memorize the name of? Right, he spent six months learning to throw cards into a hat. Oh, you yeah. know all these right. kinds of things. So, um, they they've each of these websites or YouTube channels has come up with their own count, their own estimate of how long would it take to do each of these things. Sure. They also differ in their methods. So some of them say, well, it takes this many years to become a piano player, presuming that he did nothing else. For yeah. that entire, you know, like if you say it take uh, ten years to be a master piano player, they're saying the years don't run concurrently; they run consecutively. So if it takes three years to be an ice sculptor and ten years to be a piano player, that's thirteen. Right. Whereas some people yeah. say, well, he could have spent some time in the day playing piano and some time learning ice sculpture. Yeah. So right. those three years could have happened during the ten. So there, you know, there's different methods. So again, the long the long one says thirty four years. Now. Great, wonderful. Got nothing on what I think. Okay, and I only think this because it's right. Now, oh yeah, uh, of course. In an early version of the of the script, Phil has a line where he professes his love to Rita towards the end of the movie, saying, "Quote, you you want to know what's really amazing? I've been waiting for you every day for ten thousand years." I dream of you every night of my life. You've been my constant weapon against despair. And just knowing that you exist has kept me alive. First Why of all, didn't that make awesome it? line. Yes. Yeah. First of all, yeah. apart from theories of how long he was there, that's an amazing line. Yeah. I can't believe that line didn't stay in. 
Okay. Except that it doesn't sound like something Phil Connors would say yeah, even no. after 10,000 years of self-improvement. Mm, no. However, <laughs> however, I could not find this anywhere, but I know I read years ago an article that was dealing with this thing. And it was, and it was, it ended up turning into one of these theories of exactly how many days and everything. But in the conversation in the article, they said that Harold Ramis had said that um, there was a definite theme of reincarnation a la Buddhism in the, in the story, in the film. And that each day that he's reliving is a mini reincarnation. It's a, it's another try to get a little better, right? That's the idea of, of uh, Buddhism and karma and that kind of thing is that you live your life, you do the best you can, you die and you're reincarnated and you either go up a level or down a level based on how well you lived your life. And you do that enough times and eventually you reach um, Nirvana, not the nineties grunge band, but (laughs) the state of oneness with the universe and bliss and et cetera. Right. And he said that there's a popular belief uh, within certain forms of Buddhism that it takes about 10,000 years to do that. And so, Hmm. and I, now I said it was Harold Ramis. It was either Harold Ramis or Danny Rubin, the, the, the original writer, one of these two guys in a random interview or a DVD commentary or something said that, and then said, so I always like to think he was stuck in there for 10,000 years. Boom. Right there. That's so the answer. ever since I read that article, I took that as that is 100% the that, truth. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's what I want to believe. That's oh, what I completely believe. the truth. So, so now after having uh, watched uh, uh, an episode of Black Mirror called White Christmas, I go, no, oh, that sounds like torture even more than I realized. But mm-hmm. um, that's one theory that's out there. So it could have been 38 days, 34 years, or 10,000 years. Take, yeah, take, take yeah, your, you know, somewhere that range, give or take, somewhere, somewhere in that range. So, <laughs> um, so random stuff we noticed. Uh, the first thing that I wrote down, the very beginning scene with him talking about how he's going on to be, you know, there's a there's a another channel looking at him, and he's going to go be a big shot and blah blah blah. I just wrote the note. What if Peter Venkman was a weatherman? Because I feel like he's playing the exact same character in this movie that he played in Ghostbusters. And then I started to think, I think he played this same character in about eight movies <laughs> in the eighties and nineties. Did you ever, did you ever pick up on that, Jared? Uh, yeah, I'd say like, there, there, there were a lot of similarities. They, he pulled, yeah. Like Bill, yeah. Bill Murray. I think it's just playing Bill Murray <laughs> in most movies, movies he's in. I was going to say, is he one of those people that no matter what role they're given, they just kind of morph it. They into play the same, same character yeah. every yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like um, Chris Farley once said, I only play one character just at different volume levels. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Yes. Yeah. That's why to this day, I can't remember if I'm thinking of a scene or a line. I can't remember if it's from Tommy Boy or... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, crap. What's the other one? Black Sheep. Black Sheep. I can, I, those two movies are the same movie. <laughs> Both of them are Chris Farley and David yeah. Spade. And I, I, I and swear to you... They both play the same character. You can quote a line from either of those movies. And I will not be able to tell you which one it's from <laughs> unless it specifically mentions break parts. Um, so uh, let's see. Oh, I loved, 
I love the implicit warning in this movie. Never engage a weatherman in chit chat about the weather. Yeah. That scene at the beginning where he's, uh, she goes, I hear there might be a blizzard coming in. And he just breaks the whole a, thing down for her. It's like a full and a yeah. weatherman voice. He's even doing the hand motions. Uh, yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The warm air is going to come up from the coast and it's going to swirl around. <laughs> he goes immediately into studio voice. I love yeah. that. I love that. Um, Oh yeah, this is a weird, uh, a weird little quirk for me. I, the first time I saw this as a kid, I thought that I had seen the trailers. I knew what this movie was. I knew it was a time loop. For some reason, my twelve-year-old brain assumed that he was reliving the same day over and over again because he died. Oh. So the first time I was watching this movie, I kept waiting for him to die uh, <laughs> on the first day. And but. I remember saying aloud to my father in the scene where they're on the highway and he gets out of the van and to go talk to the state trooper. I remember audibly say, saying out loud, oh, so he's going to freeze to death. And my dad looked at me like, what? <laughs> and I went, that's how he's going to die. He's, he's, he's going to freeze to death. And he's like, why is he going to die? And I was like, so that it can start over. And he's like, why would that start over the day? And I'm like, I uh, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, is this how you think life works, son? Because you got to be more careful than that. <laughs> One too many video games, I guess. What? I'm, if if you like die, a, you don't well, go back he, to your last checkpoint. Just Didn't back. he do a quick yeah. save? Yeah. Did he do a quick yeah. save right before they mm. came to Punk Satani, I thought? Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I just So every time we come to that scene, I go, ah, oh, such an idiot. I don't. Why was I thinking? Why? I think. <laughs> um. I loved his line. I, is there a, is there a, like a special line that's reserved for celebrity emergencies or celebrities? And he says, I'm both. I'm a celebrity in an emergency. There is a, uh, a, a, a um, reality show called I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here where <laughs> they take people, they take like, you know, B or C list celebrities and like make them go wait tables for the day or whatever, and like keep pushing them until they finally cry out, "I'm a celebrity." Get me out of <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it, but I've seen the commercials for it, That's and funny. that that line reminded me of that. And um, how do you do this movie today with cell phones? I don't. I mean, I guess maybe the the storm has knocked out the satellite. I don't know, but not the satellite. <laughs> kind of freaking freak of nature storm flies into it's space. It's like a storm from the day after tomorrow. <laughs> it's a hurricane that just sucks the satellite out of space. Deposits it on the Statue of Liberty or something. Um, imagine 10,000 years without a hot shower. Oh. Yeah. That man, at some point, he must have given up on showering, right? Probably like I he said, have. I don't even have to floss. I would have boiled water. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's a terrible point. At one point, he well, says, I don't even have to floss. So I guess, I mean, at a yeah. certain point, you just don't shower anymore, right? I, yeah. I would not shower. I, you know, like if, if, well, if you're going to be this level of dirty again tomorrow without doing anything, yeah. then there's nothing you can do. Yeah. So yeah, the best well, I, you could hope for is shower first thing when you get up. But yeah. even then, it's probably no hot water. So, And, and one of my favorite lines in the movie is there any hot water? Oh, there wouldn't be today. Of course, Why? Of course there wouldn't be. <laughs> what, what? what answer is that? There wouldn't be today. Okay, I did, yeah. 
y'all still have power <laughs> it's today yeah you still have power like do There's your pets go day. outside the house before they get to the shower or like, oh, cut the hot water off on groundhog's day <laughs> oh, yeah. right. uh, oh, uh, that uh, classic uh, thing we all head down to gobbler's knob cool. after turning off the pilot lights and our water heater <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, they wouldn't be today, no, silly. Not, yeah, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Isn't that how you all celebrate every uh, holiday? I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You get up to you know do your presents. You take a you know freezing cold shower before. Yeah. Uh, it's very refreshing, you know. Yeah, before seeing if Santa nibbled on the cookies or whatever. Um. Oh, okay. I said that the the perfect date section, the one that we were just talking about, where he walks in and he says you know, can I buy you a drink? And then you know, he tries it again and orders the drink she was going to order. And then he figures out, uh, Hey, let's, let's drink to the groundhog. And she says, I always drink to world peace. So he says, that was the most pretentious, that line. Was the dumbest thing oh, ever. I hate about that. Okay. I hate her. Okay. What was more pretentious? That's why she is stuck on February 3rd. That <laughs> yeah. was the reason. Exactly. Okay. What was more pretentious? Her saying when he I says on groundhog's day, let's drink to the groundhog. She like scoffs, slaps, slaps the yes. drink out of his and hand. Says, I always like to drink to world peace. Like, flips her hair. Okay. What was more pretentious, that or oh, and then by the way, not drinking to the groundhog, just drinking yeah. your drink. Yeah. Or right. the next time through, when Phil says, "I like to say a prayer and drink to world peace," like I'm you so had to throw a prayer yeah. on there. So then he says, yeah. "Wow." She goes, "Oh." To world peace. And they clank glasses. He pauses for a minute thoughtfully, mumbles, Amen. Amen. I <laughs> just, why does this, why do people do I this in movies so where much. like they have like a mind reading ability or future seeing or something? It's like, why and so they that? predict their dates, actions, and just copy them? Why like would you exactly? Do that? Yeah, just do looks the so exact weird. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and especially the idea that, like, at no point does she go, this Are you a stalker? Yes. What the heck is wrong with you? Yes, exactly. Again, like, well, the same dream. Sure, that's fine. Whatever. Well, well she okay, does. She, she does she have does that scene. She does at the end when he starts, yeah, yeah pressing, I, I pressing in, a little in, too hard or whatever. In real life, I mean, I've never been through a time loop, admittedly. At least not that I remember. You haven't? Uh, you haven't? Uh, you haven't? Oh, not man, yet. Get, get my, my reckoning is coming, I know. But, uh, you know. I, <laughs> my 10,000 year stint is a coming. Yeah. But. <laughs> we all get uh, them at some point. You know, if this was happening in real life, sure, she would probably catch up and cotton on a little bit more quickly, I would think. Um, but, uh, yeah. but you know, she doesn't. She doesn't fall every single time. It, it, something breaks the spell for her, it, it, as it were. And, you know, that was, I, I think, of course, that's integral to the movie, but I think that's an excellent yeah. point that there are some people that can't be tricked. But, of course, if you focus more on Andy McDowell in those, uh, or her character, um, in, in, sure. in those scenes, we, you're like, wow, she, yeah, Rita is is really not that great of a person. She's kind of pretentious <laughs> and annoying. Yeah. She, yeah, she kind of is. And, and, and I know that they're playing that, to make him have to work harder sure, but yeah. it really does make her kind of a jerk. It really yeah, does. Like you're a terrible and, human. And, and back to, to Corbin's point, you would think that that second time through, he would say, Hey, can I buy you a drink? And she goes, yeah, sure. And he goes to the bartender, you know, like gives her a look up and down. Right. And then looks at the bartender and says, the lady will have a sweet vermouth on the rocks. No, I just, even have that go, is weird. how did you know? And he'll go, 
you know, I just, I can read people. Right. But for him to order it yeah. for himself, so, yep. what, how does that even build a connection with it the person? Doesn't. I mean, I'm okay. not, a, admittedly, I'm not a drinker, so I don't know. Maybe You're not a drinker, but if someone ordered, like, stole the words out of your brain, yeah, like, uh, what yeah, you yeah, wanted yeah. to drink, like, that would not yeah, be drink, romantic. That would be really weird. The drink followed by the toast. Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah is I like, feel like I would much. be thinking about that. I would be like the rest of the time. <laughs> like, this person happened? knows <laughs> something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. We, um, I don't think we can oh. discuss this very well with this current group because you just admitted you're not a drinker. I, I'm a teetotaler. I'm assuming that uh, two two noobs. Well, the here boys are at the club every Friday. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. So they, they know all about their drinks. But I know. I don't know what you call it. I have no idea. <laughs> I just that, that actually makes me feel better. <laughs> My boys fuck shotgun every night. They're talking about drugs. I'm shotgun. But man. I have always imagined that sweet vermouth on the rocks with a twist would be a very odd, specific, very, yeah. very specific uh, drink. drink. Yeah. Not. I, I okay. This is like how many not, people not to drink? get too deep into this, but because I used to fly a lot. Back when there was a Sky Mall catalog, and okay. so I would read it because invariably, you know, I'd have a flight and I forgot forgot my book. So you know, and so I'm reading the Sky Mall catalog, and I, I, I'm there was one drink, one you know, it was something, and you know, a martini shaker that they were doing, and and you could it had a little spritzer for sweet vermouth. You just did a spritz of sweet vermouth. So it's, oh, really? I think that's led me to always believe that to drink a whole drink of sweet vermouth would be very strange, but I have oh. no idea. So, oh, because yeah, she so it's ordered like a that on the rocks. Right. Right. So she's just drinking that, but I've never so looked it up. I've never asked is, anyone. So something that you're saying is basically like a flavor shot you would put on the top. Oh, <laughs> she's right. drinking it right. straight out the bottle on ice. That's why he right. was like, yeah. this <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Hey, you know what though? Somehow or another, the algorithm has decided that even though, as you said, I I too am a teetotaler. I don't I don't drink anything. Um, yeah. Somehow, YouTube has decided that I would, however, be very interested in watching <laughs> bartenders. Right. And so I keep seeing all these YouTube shorts of people making drinks, and Same I am here. consistently horrified <laughs> at the things that I see them doing. Oh yeah. Oh, oh my god! I, I saw one today that the end result was beautiful. It was like it was like blue on the top that kind of faded into green down into like whatever the brown whiskey was at the bottom or whatever. But Those there was a enough. shot of Irish cream in it that was just floating like a jellyfish Ew. in that thing, and I was like, somebody is going to drink that, <laughs> and that's too many textures. It's the. Ugh. Anyways. Like it looks cool for like a YouTube channel, but like that's yeah, yeah, alcohol it looks that cool. Kill you. It looks cool if you were taking that and say, now we're going to put a wick in it because this is a candle. It's like a that's candle. fine, but like this is going into a mouth. No, uh. it's it's all wrong. Everything's wrong about it. Um, one of many reasons that I don't drink. I'm like I don't get it. I don't. It anyways. looks weird. Okay, yeah. <laughs> not so, not to not not to keep this section segment going, but uh, <laughs> even longer. <laughs> But I will, because I just looked up sweet vermouth on the rocks with a twist. Is that a normal drink? Apparently, there's a bit of an inside joke since sweet vermouth on the rocks with a twist is said to be the favorite drink of Harold Ramis. 
Oh, of Harold oh, no Ramis' wife. Oh. Of Harold Ramis' oh. wife. No, that's right. I, I, I read that. That was his wife's favorite drink. And that, oh, okay. yeah, I forgot. That's why it was in there. That's oh. why that was the drink. But it's still... Still. It seems, which and, makes and it even more that funny that Bill Murray decided to mug when he took a drink of it. Right. Like, you know, this article says it's best. It, it is not really uh, often considered good as a drink on its own. It's best as an ingredient in a cocktail. So, nah. It's like, it's like, uh, Hey, uh, you know, welcome to our Christmas party. What can I get for you to drink? Would you like some, uh, you know, some eggnog, some hot cocoa. Hey, can I get like a, like a six ounce glass of, of uh, vanilla extract, please? Yeah. yeah just, yeah, just, exactly. you know, exactly. ice flakes. Yeah. Oh, could, oh, ice. could you, could you squeeze some lemon into it too? Oh, that would be great. Oh, oh. Cinnamon, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I just said Jared over the edge. He's like, oh, uh, uh, why would you? Anywho, the reason we brought up the drinks, we were yeah. talking about him him doing the 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 perfect date. Yes. I yes, said sorry. it just dawned on me for the first time. This is speed running. That's all this that's all this was. Speed running where you just, you know, you watch oh, these yeah. guys and they're, they're just mowing through something that shouldn't be possible for any yeah. human being to complete this insane Mario builders level or whatever, yeah. um, you know, that was designed by a madman and you watch him just, just flawlessly go through it. And you realize that took hundreds and hundreds of attempts. That's all he's doing here. He's just, yeah. every time he dies, he's, speed he's restarting at the beginning and going all the way through it. So he's probably by the end yeah. of the day, he's real good at that opening bar bit. And oh, he's yeah. just no, like, he's not as good. As you know, the day goes on, which becomes uh, you know apparent. Right. Um, right. Oh, and then I just had a side note. How many times was Bill Murray, not Phil Connors, how many times was Bill Murray slapped by Andy McDowell for this movie? Because we saw that one, with that song. By the way, that song is is part of my psyche. That oh, that yeah. that scene, that little <laughs> that little riff. That they're doing with the music there, with the every time is embedded in <laughs> every time dad sees someone get slapped. That's yeah, yeah, that, 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 that plays through my head unprompted. <laughs> I don't even have to think about it. Think about it. It's like that scene in Inside Out where they keep sending that that gum. Oh my god! Jingle trip up to her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My brain does the same thing with this. Um, and then I wanted to know: Did he actually get a doctorate in chiropractic? Because how did he? Yeah, how would he do that? Yeah, that old couple day. comes up and she says, "Doctor Connors," and because he had he given said it's a kind chiro- of a title. Yeah, it's an like, honorary title, and I'm like, "Well, yeah, but yeah, like, did he go to a chiropractor and like, like he did with the piano teacher and just learn chiropractic? Just yeah. so he could adjust this poor guy's back or whatever." All right. Um, I have a new segment this week. Random stuff we missed. We have random <laughs> stuff we noticed. Here's random stuff we missed and I caught in the uh, in the IMDb. In the hospital scene, in in what is arguably the just the most tragic part of this whole story. Mm, yeah. The scene with the yeah. old man. That there are the sequence yeah. with the old man. Which somehow it escapes me. The the IMDb said, um, mentioned something about the scene where he finally gave up on the old man. Yeah. And I, that struck me. I've never thought about that, but he yeah. got to a point he, where he, he gave up and there's, yeah. it's when he's uh, giving him CPR in the back alley and trip was like, I'm not sure if that, yeah, that, <laughs> that's, that's the best not place the best for him right now. That's not the Maybe best place to do that. The alleyway first. 
Um, and he kind of looks Ralph. up. He just kind of he he gives up and then he looks up, mm. and apparently he has a line there, and it got cut. That's why it looks like uh, he's about to say like God, why or whatever, but yeah. they cut the line. Uh, um, but at any rate, in the scene where he first takes him to the hospital and he's like, I want to see his chart. That that whole thing. Yeah. In the background, there's a boy on a gurney with a broken leg. Oh, it's no the way. boy who fell oh, out of the tree. No way. Wow. Yes. I have to watch it again. I have to go watch it and see that. Yeah. I want to run it back and watch that just, just to see that part. But apparently they like they put him in the background. And that like, is that awesome. is so that that level of attention That's to detail. Cool. Who thought to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll come back around to, to some of that later on. Um in Okay. In there there was a <clears throat> A bit in the IMDb miscellaneous trivia about um, the old man being the only person who died and stayed dead. Yeah. Because they mentioned that Phil died several times. And um, (laughs) the IMDb casually says the following in a conversation where really what we're talking about is the old man dying, Phil dying, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. However, the fate of the cops chasing Phil on the railroad tracks is not shown. But since there was no crash as the train went by, it's likely they got off in time. (laughs) Oh my God. I have never thought about that. never thought. They followed him onto the railroad track. And he barely makes it off. He barely makes it off. And because the train doesn't immediately derail or we don't hear an explosion a block away we can only assume that they swerved and went into a ditch or something but it says it just casually mentions the fate of the cops chasing phil is not shown i what? i don't know maybe they died i don't know, I don't know. maybe they, but if they did they came back that's their whole point is anybody in this movie who died except that we see after he dies we see um we see some cops no 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 i'm saying um uh, all the timelines where he did die or like that one hit you hard kept the scene, living on the scene where they pull the sheet back because Rita and Larry have to identify him. And yeah, Larry has his bit about pivotal scene. In he the was movie, a great guy. Honestly. Great I guy. liked him a lot. <laughs> um, that scene, I remember that shook y'all because y'all are like, like, wait a minute. Every single other going. Time. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, Oh, I never thought about it in those terms. Does before. the day where my keep brain going? always went? Where my brain always went was what happens to Phil? What's his experience? Because right. this is a mo- this over. is a universe where apparently maybe Buddhism is correct. I don't know. So like literally, like he dies. Does he die and then he wakes up at six a.m.? That's what or I was assuming. Does he assume. experience the rest of that twenty-four hour then period? Why do want to die? In my what? assumption is that oblivion i think he actually keeps going every day as well we just don't see that ever happen what after he dies i think not after he dies but every time the day ends it splits and one of him keeps going in that reality <laughs> so you're saying and the other one every version that we see happen plays out wait that's what Does i that assume mean- Really? The loop never ended. So you're saying it's not a wait, it's not wait. strictly a loop. The loop never ended. Oh, yeah. That's another way you can take it. Huh? The loop never ended. We just saw one of them continue. We just oh, saw one goodness. of them get out. So, so somewhere out there, Phil Connors is still reliving yeah, that he's same He's still day. looping. Oh my <laughs> he's gosh. Still looping. He's still looping. <laughs> oh my gosh. My my 
Oh, we what? haven't even gotten into the time travel part yet. Well, that's well, that's a good segue into the thinking about that. Yeah, <laughs> we, we that is a great segue into our time travel details section. The method of time travel, magic, none <laughs> magic, curses, ex girlfriends. Uh, yeah, <laughs> curses and hexes and voodoo. Apparently, nope. um, so Buddhism is right and voodoo is real in this universe. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, do we have d- rules for time travel here? I mean, you can't day loops because there is no pass. <laughs> the day six a.m. not midnight. I love that oh, detail. Yeah. yeah, that is. I, I love that, that scene every where time she's we like, watch it. Hey, wait! I thought you were supposed to like fade away or whatever. And he's like, I never said midnight. <laughs> like, yeah, and then she like slaps him. Um. So. Okay, so those are the rules. So everything resets precisely. And and I would argue they do a much better job of this than the Christmas Do Over did, and oh, arguably wow. Doctor Who did. Well, for obvious reasons, because well, yeah, Christmas Do Over was was cash grab garbage. garbage. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't know. Did it grab any cash? I don't <laughs> no, know. No, it did no. not. The actors got paid at least. Um, <laughs> kept Jay Moore from bankruptcy for one more year. Um, everything resets precisely. There's no consequences. Nothing carries yeah. over except for Phil's own knowledge. Knowledge, not even his body. Yeah, he, he dies. He shaves his head. He, you know, eats whatever he wants to. None of that carries over. He, everything resets. Um, no consequences. What? Any other? Any other rules? We always talk about: Can you change the past? No. Uh, it would seem to be no. You can, but you can carry knowledge forward with you. I love yeah. the bit where he um, sits down behind the girl and says, "What high school did you go to? Who is yeah. who is your uh, English <laughs> teacher senior year?" That whole bit, I love that. I love that. You know what? It, it was years of watching this movie before I realized he was turning Ned Ryerson on his head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was. Yep. He became Ned. Uh, Nancy. Nancy, is that you? Like he became yeah. Ned Ryerson yeah. uh-huh. um, and used it to his advantage. Um, I don't guess there's any other rules. So did they follow their own rules? I think I mean, we kind of already yeah. said that. That yeah. um, if you don't set any, a, you don't have to follow any. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Like the idea that I mean, everything resets. Oh, yeah. He starts off exactly when and where he is every yeah. time. They were mm-hmm. incredibly consistent about that. Um. To the point, to the point where the next day when the music cuts on, the music is at a different point in the song. Did y'all yes. notice that? Yeah. Yes. It the 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 clock ticks and it's at the same point in the song every single day. So oh, much yeah. so that it became, you know, that that montage of just the clock ticking over and over and over <laughs> and him destroying the clock. Um the next day when it clicks over, as you would expect, they didn't hit play on the song at the exact same second the next day. It was just around about six o'clock. So it's the same song playing. And what I thought was weird was that he didn't notice it immediately. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. spending oh, yeah. at minimum a decade and again, arguably 10,000 years? <laughs> you would notice it immediately. You'd be uh, like, something. You would, up. yes. And then, like, the first thing that he notices is when they start talking and they're not doing their normal shtick. They're saying, yeah. hey, we played that song yesterday. It's a great song. And then he re- and then Rita rolls over and he, like, pinches her or whatever. <laughs> um, 
they were so careful about details. I, I have watched like as he's walking through Gobbler's Knob that like people are doing the same dance moves yeah. as he comes across. Okay, that is one inconsistency. Hit it, hit it, Corbin, that hit it. That is the one inconsistency. No matter what time he gets out of that hotel, uh, yeah. it's the same people No matter how much time he spends from yeah. 6 a.m. wake yeah. up to walking through Gobbler's Knob, yeah. the song is at the same point. He's People always are, late somehow. Oh yeah, he, wakes he up is at always late. Six o'clock, and they're always like, "Where have you been?" It's like, what? Is yeah, six thirty right now. <laughs> when does this Probably. event start? Yeah. The time where he like runs out the door, ignores Mrs. What's her name? Uh, yeah, gets all and, over the place and runs past Ned Ryerson. And <laughs> where everything. have you been? That's the one. That is the one inconsistency. Whenever he yeah. shows up, yeah. Gobbler's not the song is playing at the same point. And everybody's yeah, I guess they're like 10 minutes early and they're like, where have you so been? The, the upshot is when it's supposed to be the same, it is very the same. Yeah. Yeah. Which is incredible with a crowd of people that big. But when it's, when it, in theory, should be like, wait a minute, they should be playing a whole different song right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. That is, it that is to break down a little bit, and, but. And by the way, what Puxatawney, Pennsylvania are they talking about where at 6 a.m. on February 2nd, it's bright as they, you know, is <laughs> yeah. true. What the heck? That's true. In the middle of the winter. Yeah. Um, 6 yeah, a.m. right now here in St. Louis, it's still dark. <laughs> so I never, I never even thought about that. Well, no, but see, that's the thing. Okay. No, wait. Yeah. When he wakes up and looks out the window, it's already sunny. Yeah. 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 I never thought yeah. about that. It's not like it took him an hour to get ready or something. No. And it seems like it takes a while into the evening before it's getting dark too. Oh yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't know what made me think of this side note. Um, the, the couple uh, getting married, um, got the WrestleMania tickets mm-hmm. in the original in, in a version of the script, the party that they're at was their wedding reception. Oh, and for some reason they decided to change that. Cause I've always wondered what is this? Party yeah. What is this? Party? I guess it's the groundhog's day party or whatever. Yeah, party. Um, but yeah, yeah originally it was supposed to be that couple's wedding. Reception. That would have made sense. Well, it wouldn't have made sense why he would have been there. Well, except that he, he's like Safe the their marriage. Of Punk so, yeah. Now, yeah. Well, I did like how everybody's acted like they'd known him forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Had what? Seen, presumably one interaction with him earlier mm-hmm. in the day, but it was right. so well, let me kind of save like everybody's life or whatever. Yeah. I, I love that. I love the line. I had the jack and the tire. Just be comfortable. Yeah. Like, why are you having the tire with a jack and a tire? <laughs> you know, Must right place, right time. Club. Yes. Um, <laughs> so let's see. Did they follow their own rules? Things they got right. Things they got wrong. We talked about that. Paradoxes. Nah, I mean, there's Can't no room even for have paradoxes. That. Yeah. There's no room yeah. for it. Um. And again, they, they were so, they were so tight about it that that, mm-hmm. that, that one detail in Gobbler's Knob, when you pointed that out, I, I was like, that's always kind yeah. of bothered me, but I've just sort of let it, um, let yeah, it slide. Let it, yeah. Um, anything else about time travel before we move on? Well, uh, the, the one thing that I would say that might explain it is that it, in, in their, in this world that's happening, you know, they they were super consistent about him waking up. But it's like maybe the universe is more following him rather than following a strict time frame. <laughs> um, you know, That's an so, interesting thought. I mean, we're, we're talking about a universe that creates to hit a time all the loop. Checkpoints. So yeah. it's so it's not only a time loop; it's also the Truman Show. Is that what we're saying? Exactly. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then it, and then it moves on to be Memento. We've got it all figured out. Hey, all right. Places, everyone. Places. First positions. Hey guys, News in the Hoobian is brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do like they do, here's what you should do. Go over to noobsinthehoobian.com slash support. 
becoming a become a supporting patron of a family friendly independent podcast while you can. <gasps> what <laughs> that sounded like a threat. Uh-huh. <laughs> Give us your money while you still can. what will happen if i do corbin um we have a section that i always reserve for you is that how that works where you where you can say that's not how things go do you you have anything i don't know like that's not how love works like gazebos in 1993 were not built in that configuration at all that's not how that worked what i I do have something i said i don't remember a gazebo in that movie that's where the polka band was playing yeah it was in gobbler's knob yeah oh what were you saying trip that's not how love works. Can't kind of just like make someone <laughs> fall in love with you in like one day. Like I know you've done it and I know you have yeah. like 30 yeah. years to that, fall in love with this person. That is the problem with a movie involving a time loop or a TV show or anything. But you literally can't loop. go from hating someone yeah. to loving yeah. them. I'm sorry. She like, didn't you can't hate him. Hate really. them. Huh? So she didn't hate him really. Well, she, she just met him. Yeah. Well, she, she kind of had a, she kind of have a problem with him already, though. Yeah, he yeah. They had rough him. interactions, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bad, bad he used the line "keep the talent happy." I mean, come on. <laughs> oh yeah, I love when Larry Lings. Did he just call himself the talent? The talent. <laughs> yes. I mean, you can explain that away, but you know, again, the problem just a bad when, day. when you have a yeah. time loop is you are going. The whole point of a time loop normally is that the person experiencing the time loop is the round character. They're the one that's going to yeah. grow and change and come out the other end, a better person, hopefully. Right. <laughs> right. And then and normally with theoretically, a it so, should be about. impossible for anyone else to be anything but a flat character. Yeah. It should be impossible. Should be. When, when it's a small time loop like this. When it's um, one day, yeah. And inevitably you kind of have to fudge that a little. And um, I don't know. And it, what's weird, can't I think it's interesting too story. much of a plot hole. But oh, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. What I'm saying is you in order for the movie to feel satisfying, you, you just gotta fudge that. I and yeah. and and to me, what makes it even worse is that we've seen them go on the perfect date. We've yeah. seen him try to convince her that he's experiencing this thing and blah blah blah. But on the final day, he gives the he gives that perfect speech, right? Yeah, uh, Larry says you you moved me, man. You touched me, or whatever. <laughs> and then he's like, "Hey, uh, Rita's like, you want to get a drink?" And he goes, "Um, I've got some errands." The next time she sees him is at that party. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? She doesn't. They've had see no him. time to grow. For had her, no t- yeah. For her, she went from dropping the jerk off, uh, the 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 jerk. Off at the hotel. No, 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 no. Them dropping her off at the hotel so that Larry can go drop him off at the bed and breakfast. Yeah. Right. She says goodbye. Then he comes in late, does the great speech. She's impressed. She wants to take him out. Next time she sees him, he's playing the piano. Yeah. What? Mm -hmm. That's kind of. He goes over and, or she goes over, they dance, and you have the montage of everyone who he interacted with that day and she's like, wow, sounds like you had a really busy day. Yeah. And then it's time to do the bidding. And that's when she empty, presumably empties her wallet of cash yeah. or her checkbook of all money. I always thought it was her right. checkbook. You guys seem Checking to think it was cash. Yeah. I don't know. She lifted up her, like her wallet or something. Yeah. I think she was holding her checkbook I mean, in that I wallet think that's what she and had, reading yeah. off the exact dollar and cents that she had left in her checking account. I think that was what that was supposed to be. And so she empties like, her checking oh account. Oh my goodness. What? Yeah. To bid on this guy based solely off of the interaction during one dance. Yeah. Like, oh, he's the cool I th- guy. I think we can. Because we can what her like we can 
explain this away a little better because her first experience with him was he's a total fairly jerk. negative. Yeah. She's yeah. like, yeah. oh, he is he's a jerk. He's just full of But himself, then right? they go through that dance scene and the entire town is losing their minds yeah, over him. And, and he he did give that incredible heartfelt that speech. Yeah. great speech. So I take right. it to be which she's which only is basically seen, their second interaction. She's only seen the day that he probably woke up on the wrong side of the bed, and then yeah. this day and this. where he's and like, she wants an to person. learn more about him. Like, why the heck was he so, you know, right. angry? The other and then day. they do go on a date where they like do. he yeah. does the ice sculpture, yeah. and 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 that kind of stuff. So maybe it's not so maybe yeah, it's not I mean, as it's, bad as we thought. Yeah, it's 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 feasible. It's just not very likely. That's okay, not, yeah, you just you yeah. got to see it that she's probably not like in love with him at the end of the day like yeah he has had ten thousand years he's fallen for her she, oh, she, yeah. she might like, just be like i should go home now first date. and he's like no nah, like, you should yeah stay. for her it was just a really good first date yeah yeah <laughs> for yeah. him it was the culmination i've been waiting oh boy a thousand knows, lifetimes. maybe this relationship yeah. doesn't work out like we don't see anything past mm. the first few minutes of the for second sure. day which is why she needs she needs yeah yeah um, <laughs> what so, can we talk about the implications? Uh, there are um, many. <laughs> so, first of all, what we just said that she has this unique experience with him, right? She yeah. just met him, and then the next day it turns out he is the most amazing man in all of Puck's tongue. Oh, right? yeah. But only for right. that one day. But <laughs> what about everyone else in his life? Yeah. What do they think happened to this he guy? He comes back, over the weekend, quits his weatherman job, <laughs> and becomes a um, monk. <laughs> or, or like whatever. a chiropractor piano player <laughs> like he quits his job I'm gonna go be professional I've sculptor his, musician his, chiropractor you know his co-workers including Larry yeah what his family and friends the people the producers from the other network that were looking at him yeah like mm. does he just like surely he doesn't go back to any of this right oh no like when he, he says I think I'm gonna live here I am fully convinced that he that's what he does he, he yeah. you know, he says we'll rent to start or whatever. I'm fully <laughs> convinced he never leaves Pakistani. Like he, he lives there for yeah. the rest of his life. It's okay? that's his. But just like imagine, like him, he gets a call from his mom, and now he's ten thousand years older than his mom. Yeah, functionally, <laughs> you know, like he's a time lord now, essentially. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> um. Secondly, we we've kind of touched on this. What happens when he dies? I mean, there's days where he died before breakfast. Yeah. So I'm still like stuck on like, does he just stop existing yeah. for 22 hours? For him, is it just boom, boom? I think that's I, what it is. I, I think like it's like he dies and he, he wakes up. I think over. he wakes up at six. That's mine. Okay. I think because, he literally like never has a break in consciousness. Yeah. Like even when he falls asleep, it's just oh. bam, awake the next day. Oh, oh that's terrible. So on the days where he I mean, dies early is where he maybe gets if he's like, even more terrifying. Maybe now. if he like takes so a nap. 10,000 10, years without a nap. Yeah. <laughs> except that oh no, no 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 except that now this didn't happen on screen it was the line that was cut that i mentioned earlier but he said to rita i dream of you every night of my life oh yeah okay so, he but, so he's, he's he's dreaming when he does sleep now yeah, if he when stays he up till sleep. six here okay that's the other thing i wrote that was my next question what happens at 6 a.m if he is still awake does he go from 5.59 and 59 seconds, he's awake, he's standing like running. in Gobbler's Knob, and then all of a sudden at 6 a.m., he is, because at 6 a.m., he is waking up. Like when the clock 
clicks yeah. and the music cuts on. He sits up. Imagine like, he's yeah. like wakes up. sprinting yeah, after yeah, yeah, someone yeah. and then just whoa. Then all of a sudden, whoop. It's not even like he would fall unconscious and wake up. It's like he would go from being fully conscious to, be to waking, waking up. up. Yeah. <laughs> like, what does that feel like? And I wish we'd have gotten more exploration of that kind of. Maybe that's what we can do minutia. in the second one. Oh, <laughs> but, yes, of course. We also have the deeply existential realization that every single one of these realities continue on. Oh my gosh, you're killing me. For the rest of the day or yeah. for the rest of ever. I just... They just keep going on. So there's Maybe. some version of them that's that's trapped there forever. They they actually hint about it sooner, I think, because there's the scene where he drives the truck off the cliff. Uh-huh. Yeah. And in theory, as soon as he dies there, we should have jumped back. But we actually see their reactions after oh, yeah. him dying, right. which is implication that Oh, well, this doesn't that, stop like said, as soon as he's dead. There was, the, there was the thing where the, he's on the slab dead, and they had to identify yeah. him. Yeah. Presumably, yeah. that's were, hours later. Yeah, there were yeah. multiple occasions where this happened. Yeah, for, yeah it's, for me, it's presumably the, the the time is going on for everyone else, but I think he just... His yeah, next I would like to think that the, the next day. That's, that the day continues, and he... It, like. This is him sleeping. Like when he dies, yeah, he just sleeps. Yeah, so that, that's what so I'm the, saying. So the day probably wraps, you but gotta, not you the rest. You kind of got to know the, the nature of that universe. You know, yeah. Is there an afterlife in that universe? And if so, does that mean he spends a day in whatever that afterlife is oh. and gets yoinked back at 6 a.m.? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just assuming that it's, that it's not that. That it's yeah. either yeah. instantaneous for him or it's some... Because again, I wish there was a scene like when he's trying to convince uh, Rita... And he says, you know, I've died so many times. It's like, I don't even exist anymore. That would have been the perfect place for him to say, I've spent days where I didn't exist. Yeah. But I still remember it. Or, you know, or something. Yeah. I like God. Or like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he says that. He says, I'm a God. I'm not the I'm God. God. I'm, an, I'm a think. God. I'm not I'm the God. God. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great line. It'd be kind Someone of lame if I was. if you are a God, you say Yes. Oh my gosh! Which is a, yeah, that that was Bill Murray too, wasn't it? Sorry, that's Bill Murray and um, yeah, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. spoilers. Um, that's part two, isn't it? No, 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 that was part, part one. one. That was part one. Okay. Um, anything else that we want to hit before we talk about our our ratings and such? Nah. Nothing lingering. I think we got really. pretty good. So, was it, it a good story? I'm just going to kick it off with your darn tootin'. <laughs> um. <laughs> This is one of my favorite movies. I'll this is, second this is one of those movies. There's a handful of movies in my life that, that you can watch forever. I can I can sit down and it's funny that a time loop story uh, is the true. story that you that's can true. watch for yep. anytime, any day. Oh yeah, I can sit down and watch this movie and enjoy it. I 100 percent agree. The Princess Bride. Yep. The Back to the Future movies. Yep. There's just a, there's a you shut up. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about me now. Oh, okay. Um. This this is absolutely on that list. Yeah. Top, one of my top five movies of all time. <clears throat> Love everything about it. Yeah, Next, I agree. I, I agree with the Next, your darn tootin' rule. Yeah, your darn the your darn tootin' rule. Yeah, whatever I mean, or whatever you said. That's okay, what I, I, I I'll I agree. With line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jared's not normally here for these, so he's he's he wasn't on the list for wasn't a good story. So who's up next? Who wants to go? Yes, it was good. It was existential but also good so so possibly this at least the second possibly the third time you've seen it still is good 
Yes. Yeah. Here, I'll I, put I, it this way. I think it literally it kills every other time loop movie because it explores every possible faucet of this idea this, to its fullest. If you watch this as like your third time loop movie, I feel like you wouldn't have as much fun with it because you already understand like this is how time loops work. This is what's going to happen. But for me, this was like my intro to it. Like I had never oh, seen really? like, I think like it's not like this is time a loop, especially genre. one that went this deep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny. It's funny because it, it is so uncommon a genre. Yeah, that whenever someone does a time loop, they call it Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah. Like we jokingly said it's Groundhog Day, but it's Christmas. Like that's not us. And I genuinely, everybody does that. I genuinely believe this movie just covered it's, everything it sets, so well. Yeah. There's nothing left to it be sets done. It's the gold standard. Like literally, the the you know all of the conversation about the New Year special was oh so it's Doctor Who it's does Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Day like that was all the you know everybody was it like, wasn't even kind of it was very and much the British people thing. were like oh, oh yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's but, yeah it's Groundhog Day so uh, so Corbin said yes it's good Jared what absolutely positively okay oh, <laughs> yes. that's how you would say that okay. yeah. I, I I thought you were going absolutely positively but you okay you, well, there's that you too. turned you pivoted on me right. I don't know what that is, but okay. Was I, it a good story? I already said, yeah. Okay, said, I good. agree with you. All right, cool. Um, was it a good time travel story? I mean, I'm going to say time travel. I'm going to say, in like, as much as we're defining this as a time travel story. Oh, well, then yeah, yeah, then yes, sure. then yes. I, I agree. Was there time travel? Who knows? Debatable, <laughs> but debatable. Yeah, you know what's funny is um, a couple years ago, your mom was talking about. Um, she was trying to give me ideas for time travel movies because I was trying to like brainstorm like what else could we cover, and she was like, "Well, you know, lots of things could be like a type of time travel story." And I was like, "Where's this conversation?" Going? <laughs> and she said, "Captain America is like a time travel story." And I went, "Huh?" Eh. And she said, "Well, you know, because he gets frozen and he wakes up in the future." And I was like. I can see um, that, but which no. is like first of all, first of all, that's in the last ten minutes. But yeah, it's well, better yeah. exemplified in that other one, which I can't remember, where the guy's family is in the nuclear oh, bomb yeah, shelter oh, for like uh, three. Oh, years. Blast from the past. Blast from the past. Yeah. She also she said that one too. Yeah, she said blast from the past could be as that, well. I and I was like, I get it, but and 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 I guess she was hanging on to more of the fish out of water. Like if you yeah. travel back into the past, you're a fish out of water. And so blast from the past does that. And Captain America does that. And I was like, that's not really what we're into. Yeah, we're more not, into yeah. the wibbly wobbly. That's stuff that could like actually happen kind of, or like is more likely um, to be possible. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking yeah. to the more but like our, our focus is stuff. more paradoxes and what uh, happens yeah. when you go back and change things. Like what is the results? Blah, blah, blah. So we sit down to watch this on Wednesday and Keely goes, why are we watching this? And I was like, oh, it's for the podcast. It's a, one of our uh, timey-wimeys. And she goes, why? You consider this a time travel movie? And I was like, "Yeah, what? Captain America is a time travel movie. So like, what are you talking about, lady? It's a good thing she didn't listen to this podcast. All right. Um, <laughs> so she started listening that week. <laughs> speaking of Wibbly Wobbly, that brings us to our new segment, Wibbly Wobbly Memories. Um, I would love to announce to you that we are doing next week our best of series, the best of 10, where we're going to cover Silence in the Library yes. and Forest of the I'm Dead. I'm so hyped for this. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. 
the whole time we've been thinking about this, I was like, the girl in the fire pros. Yeah. It's going to be the girl I, in the fire pros. I had to agree with <laughs> that. That's what we're going to watch. I, I mean, <laughs> yep. it's done. And, and anybody who disagrees with me will soon agree with me. And then we were reading through it and, and we narrowed it down to that one, this one, and some other. Uh, Family of Blood. Oh, Family yeah. Of Family of Blood, Blood yeah. and, and um, what's, it, what's the two part? Uh, Family of Blood and the doctor kills a whole the family doctor. of people. <laughs> what? The, doc, the doctor tortures. Um, <laughs> we narrowed it down. And the more we talked about it, I was like, human, oh, man. human nature is the oh, yeah, human, human nature and the, the family one. of blood. There you go. Um, as we started going out, I was like, oh, I was like, silence in the library and force of the dead are so good. I was like, it's got yeah. Donna and it's the first time we see River and it's got the Vashon Dorado, which I think is amazing. Like, so uh, many iconic villain. stuff. So many yeah. things. Um, I the, the Doctor Who group I'm in on Facebook on a weekly basis, somebody posts a picture that has something akin to, it doesn't even have to actually be this, but anything yeah. that even closely resembles a skull and a helmet, they will post that. They will download that picture. They will post it to this group and everyone in the comments will go, Hey, who cut out the lights? Hey, who cut out the light? It's just, you know, <laughs> yeah. we have to do it. It's like a compulsion. <laughs> it has to be done. Um, so, so much iconic about this. So, before we get there, though, I've already gotten us into it some. What do we remember about the about this this two parter? What do we remember? We've already oh, said. I remember so much. Universe's River. biggest library. Yeah. Oh, okay. The biggest yeah. library. Yeah. No one there. She's not allowed to read the books. Um, I remember. Uh, she's not allowed to read the books. Oh wait, no, that was with Nine and Rose. They went to the world's biggest library, and she picked up a book, and he's like, "Don't read that. It's from the future." Or was that? Did with, that not happen in this one? It, did that happen in this one? I don't remember. I don't remember the episode you're talking about with Nine and Rose, where they went to a library. I think I they know. went to this library, and it was a it was like a throwaway thing, and then they left the library. I think you're thinking of this episode. It might have been this episode. <laughs> That's what I was originally thinking, but then you were like, "I don't think that happened." Well, no, no. no. I, I was going to say, was it because of spoilers? Yeah, it was spoilers. And it's I basically, think, which is really funny because this is the episode where we first do spoilers. Yeah, yeah. this is where we meet River. Um, right. Yeah, so I remember River, River. I remember the book, Rada. She had a whole team, and they all died. They all died. Yep, they got remember, put in the. Oh yeah, big I remember the weird. The Narada like, are basically um, spacey wacy uh, shadow piranhas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I remember <laughs> the the little, like Donna has left the library. Donna has been saved. And then it turns around and <sighs> and, then, yeah. and then the Robots weird space, and she has to wear a veil in the like simulated <gasps> world. Oh, I forgot about that. She has to wear a is veil. Is that this one? I think so. Oh, yeah. It is. Oh, it's it's the it's that's the where they girl. go. It's the pretty girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember. Um, I remember this. The second episode being called "Forest of the Dead," and I I vaguely remember that being what the Vashta Narada called the books or something right. because something about right. the Vashta Narada. They're normally in forests or something. They, and, they oh, the so this is like a dead books. forest. Yeah, right. Oh, right. It's yeah. a dead forest. And that, that that is important for some reason. It's something to do re- with resolving the plot, but I don't remember what. <laughs> Burn the books. Which is which is my favorite way <laughs> to remember an episode. It. Like I remember <laughs> yeah. something about it. And then remember, this still is like important. Yeah. Like I don't remember every single beat of it. That's oh, that's yeah. my favorite episodes. I remember why it's important and stuff, but I mean, like, yeah, I remember like they, what it is, but I don't remember why it's important. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. I said that the wrong way. Um, I remember um, the double entendre of uh, 
not only Donna, but you know, whatever, whatever it was, you know, 4 million people have left the library. 4 million people have been saved. Wow. That, oh, yeah. that double entendre that we find out later on, they were literally saved. Uh, right. Like yeah. to a hard drive. Um, I remember their spacesuits, the microphones saving their souls inside oh, of it for some reason. I hate That's that. Right. How long have you I been mean, like, dead in the way that I'm supposed to hate it? Like, I can't remember why it has that function, but I do remember yeah, that. It's yeah. sort of like mental buffer thing or whatever. And so the, the, the a weird side effect is that it will store the last yeah. couple minutes of your consciousness. But it, and but, it was... Which and is then that at one point, that person turned out to be like she had been dead for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And now that I'm thinking about it, there's another episode featuring River where we have something similar to that, where somebody is dead, but they're still talking to us. Uh, you guys remember that? Sort of, kind that. of. I, yeah. think it, I think it featured. I feel like and, I remember that. Yeah. Um, anything else about uh, about the upcoming See, what I can't wait for is to see how young River looks. Because I'm going to be so used (laughs) to her being Do you remember remember the throwaway line? Oh, yeah. I'm like reverting my thing. I'll age in reverse just to mess with people or whatever. Um, That is the the best um, uh, retcon hand wavium line ever in Doctor Who. Anything else about this one? All right. Um, so next week we'll start off by going over our wibbly wobbly memories and see what did we remember completely wrong, and or oh Ryan, I forgot about that part. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll we'll uh, hit some of that. Oh, did we mention that she dies at the end? I, like I feel like I took that for granted. I feel like oh I'm yeah, the, the first time up. we meet River, she dies. Yeah, she dies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know it's we didn't bring that up, but that's like the, the main thing about this episode. So. Yeah, and um, and for for years this is in universe the last time we've ever seen river oh yeah until later on her uploaded consciousness gets brought in via psychic uh group chat yeah, or whatever the whatever. crap it was um which, psychic group chat <laughs> yeah yeah um by the way total side note uh oh crap who was this moffat or either moffat or rtd whoever wrote this has said that I think it's Moffat. I think it's Moffat because Moffat created River Song and the Time Traveler's Wife, the book, The Time Traveler's Wife, he said is totally the basis for River Song. Oh, uh, Time Traveler's Wife is a is a book that uh, I, you know I can't I can't recommend to the kids. It's a little bit there's there's some there's some adult content. Uh, so ask your parents, but it's about uh, about a a, a guy who travels through time involuntarily and the woman that he falls in love with and how they experience oh. their lives out of sequence. And so that's obviously becomes the basis for the idea of river song. Um, there was a book they have, they made a movie about it a few years ago Is The movie, anything? and they are about to do a TV show version of it. And if I remember correctly, Moffat is the one doing it. Oh, I think. I think course, I'm right about this. That is awesome. I think I remember reading this. That I hope Moffat that's is doing right. it. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yes. is, now, the problem it's is, it's going to be, be like good. an HBO Max original, and it's just going to be like all nudity all the time. Um, oh. So, we, you know, whatever. We, we won't get to experience Moffat's genius, maybe. But, but I don't know. Maybe maybe Moffat will, will, will tone it back. I don't know. <laughs> 
it's a whoopsie. So after we do Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead next week, so make sure you watch it this week, listen, tune in next week. Then we'll be uh, headed back to the master plan to cover the five doctors. And I am so excited. Yeah, I've been, about- we've been talking about this so much. I feel like we've been talking about this episode for two years. Yeah, there's a classic Who connection on it every other week. Oh, that's, yeah, that, that's definitely a big part Something of it. Something like uh, that. Yeah, so we're going to cover the five doctors. Um, after that, I made an executive decision for our next time you wind me. I made uh, an executive decision. We have done Groundhog Day, but it's Christmas. We have done Groundhog Day, but it's Doctor Who and New Year. And now we've done Groundhog Day, but it's uh, Groundhog Groundhog Day. So next, we're going to do Groundhog Day, but it's Star Trek. Oh, yeah. We're going to cover Star Trek The Next Generation's episode, Cause and Effect, which is one of my favorite uh, TNG episodes. It's a great um, time loop episode. Spoiler. Um, (laughs) Whoa. But uh, yeah. But I'm pretty pretty sure I'm pretty sure the um, the trailer for this episode features the destruction of the enterprise oh nice you know just to get you to tune in yeah so and spoiler alert it happens in the first like 30 seconds seconds. it happens in the cold open so just you know look forward to that um i'll give you more details um in the next couple of weeks about uh about where to find it and stuff all this crap used to be on prime doctor who star trek but it's all moving all the time have we watched this episode before no y'all have not i feel like i have we i don't think so we didn't. We never. We never got there in order. So if we watched it, it was because I just sat y'all down and said we're going to watch this episode randomly. Yeah, I feel like um, I've watched this. Maybe, maybe. So we'll we'll see. It's not the only time loop story in in TNG, even let alone mm-hmm. Star Trek. Because um, there's also what is it? Uh, magic to make the sanest man mad in uh, Disco. Harry oh, Mudd's yeah. time loop episode. Oh yeah, that was a great really one. Good. Actually, and I've had some thoughts that we yeah. might cover that one. <laughs> That may be one of the best episodes in Disco. <laughs> yeah, arguably, it's, honestly. It's definitely up there. So I need to go back and rewatch it to make sure that it's it falls in the family-friendly category because Disco is, sure. uh, I don't know, sometimes. So anyways, guys, um, that's what we're going to do. Groundhog Day, but it's Star Trek. I'll give you more details as we get closer. Guys, News and the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Your audio engineer is Thing One. I'm Trip. Your production editor is Thing Two. I'm Corbin. And our classic Whovian is this guy. I'm Jared. Special thanks to TARDIS. Well, no. Thanks to Wikipedia and IMDb for their trivia. Thanks to Jared for hanging out. No classic <laughs> Who connections this time, really. Mm-hmm. That would have been awesome, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. I have actually, uh, the lady that played uh, the old woman in the car was a companion for one what? episode. What? <laughs> uh, no classic who connections, just the classically old person mm. connection. Hey, there oh. you go. Shout outs as always to Victor, Jared, and James for their ongoing Patreon support. You can find us at noobsinthehoovian.com where you can find all the links to all the things and a big old subscribe button. Make sure that you do that. Find us wherever you find us. Subscribe, download, leave a rating, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And we're the news. And I'm Jared. And until next time, be Unless safe if you can be. But, uh, <laughs> but always be amazing, would you? Goodbye. Be whip.